Are you all sung out now? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've been scrambling trying to put all the music, everything together because Scott's not here to help me today. So, <laughs> you know, are you ready to respond? We've been talking about things. You know, friends, welcome back. First of all, welcome back to the best place you could be today, Amen. church. Amen. You know, I, I'm thankful that all of you decided to join us today, and, and whether in person or I know Scott's been putting the messages online too eventually. And uh, God has something for you today. He does. It's, and there's no doubt about it in my heart. He has something for you. You, you see, this world, the world we're in, needs genuine followers of Christ. Genuine followers who are ready to respond to all the injustices that we see in this world today. Life comes at us fast, doesn't it? <laughs> it keeps throwing, us, throwing things at us all the time. And often we just don't think we have time to think before we respond to some of this stuff, do we? We just think, oh, no, not again, or something. You know, we need to be ready, friends. We need to be ready to react from a place of deep faith, faith in we know who's in control, and, and a strong, strong conviction that we have for our Lord Jesus Christ. So keep an eye out out there for the darkness in this world that, that is in need of the light that God has given us. The light that God gives us to shine to others out there. Let's play, pray before we go. Lord, give us the faith. Give us the faith to respond like you desire us to respond, Father. Not the way we think or whatever, but in your way. To respond to what's happening in this world. Fill us with love, your love, and kindness, and light as we live, Lord, in this world of darkness and pain. You are our greatest hope, Lord. You are our greatest hope above everything our eternal salvation. And we love you, Lord. Love you forever. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Maybe, maybe you already know this. Uh, most of you have been here. Uh, you know, I missed the last couple of weeks, <laughs> as you know. But we're kind of in the middle of this series, started a few weeks ago, called Live Ready. Being ready. You know, we've talked about a number of different things so far, and ultimately we're seeking in this area to learn how to respond to the suffering and the pain and the turmoil and all the trouble that we're going to indeed come in contact with sometime, even this year probably, each one of us. We're going to feel a lot of that. And we have to be ready to respond the way he has designed us and wants us to. You know, we're unpacking these biblical principles in this series from an eternal perspective, I hope. <laughs> and knowing that Jesus will one day soon return. He will. He will. And to this very earth. And we have to be ready. 
But the other thing of this being ready thing is also, it's not just about that Jesus could return in five minutes or he could return in 500 years. Are you ready though? I mean, we could walk out that door and take our final breath. Are you ready? Are you ready? That's the thing. So today we're going to focus on practical responses, I hope, to things that we both personally witness and that we see or hear about in the world that's around us and in the lives of those that are around us so that we can help them see the light. We, we all have so many inputs coming at us, don't we, in our lives, all the time. And sometimes the amount of information coming at us can just whew, be overwhelming. <laughs> Ever felt that way? Uh, yeah, I know I have. Not to mention much of the information is negative, isn't it? Or alarming that we get. So what are you supposed to do with it? What are you supposed to do with all that that's coming at you? How, how should we handle that? And how, how can we respond in righteousness to this weak and weary world around us? Yeah, you know, our response to things are hard sometimes, aren't they? And many of you know, I, I spent time as a paramedic working for medics ambulance in, in Astoria. And out there, you're kind of, you get a long ways away from a lot of things. <laughs> and uh, I, I never will forget, and I, I know I've said this to Cindy before, but I never will forget the time that this drunk driver that hit this vacationing retired couple. And uh, the drunk driver is standing out there in the street because he couldn't drive his car, otherwise he probably would have took off. He's standing out there yelling and screaming and hollering because these people were in his way. And I heard all this as this lady died in my arms. <laughs> you know how I wanted to respond. I mean, you know I played football. <laughs> and uh, and my, my partner, he, he, he was headed for him. <laughs> and... Uh, I tell you, it's a good thing the police probably showed up at that time. But, but, uh, but we respond, don't we? We react and we respond sometimes when we know something really isn't right. And it's hard. And at, at that moment, you know, you have to decide how to respond. That's why we have the Holy Spirit dwell in us. You know, in the life of a believer, it's important that we determine in advance how we will respond to those things. You know, our, our present scenario will often determine our actions. What we're in will determine how we're going to respond a lot of times, especially if we're not prepared. For instance, you know, we're in church right now, right? We're in church, so we all are focused on the same God, hopefully, <laughs> singing the same songs, hopefully, and it's an understood principle that when we come to church, that is what you're going to get and what you're going to do is participate, if you choose, to be part of it. But in a situation where there is wrong being done or has happened or whatever, before our very eyes, <laughs> certain aspects will sway us to one course of action or another, won't it? Our humanness kind of takes over. And friends, we live in this fallen world, don't we? Where, <laughs> where we will experience trouble. We will. 
God's told us that I don't know how many times. But we got to be ready to respond in righteousness. Oh, when that trouble comes. That can be tough, can't it? Maybe you see someone steal a woman's purse and, and, and you say to yourself, that's wrong, you know? But wh what will people think of me if I go chasing this guy down the street? You're going to think I'm crazy chasing the guy? Oh, I don't know. Or instead, you know, maybe, maybe everyone at work or in school, wherever you're at or whatever, is participating in, in something that you know is wrong, but you wonder what it would be like to be viewed as the black sheep, you know, who, you're weird, you won't do this, will you, huh? How come you won't be part of what we're doing, huh? Today I wanna to share with you from scripture how we can ready ourselves, how we can be ready in advance so that when we respond, we'll respond well to life circumstances that come at us. We'll be ready for that with a deep and a strong conviction through the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14 tells us, Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Whoa. Be strong. Be encouraged. Do it in love. Hmm. In other words, you're going to stand out. <laughs> you're not going to be like the person that says, oh dear. <laughs> you know, the place that Paul is encouraging us to start in this discussion is to be on our guard, first of all. So how do we do that? Well, suppose I have a pitcher full of water, I should have got one, I suppose, and a glass. And I pour water into that, into that glass until it's full, okay? Well, what's going to come out of this glass if I pour it? Water, right? Nothing else could come out of that glass. I can't pour any hot chocolate or chocolate milk or, or Kool-Aid or anything like that out of it. It's going to be water. You see, being on guard, as Paul says, means we become extremely aware of what we're allowing into our lives as well. And we talked kind of about that before. Because truly, what we allow in our lives will come out of our lives. It will. We talked about that concept the last time we were together. With, and, and again, this passage from Solomon really hits the nail on the head. From Solomon, Proverbs 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. We talked about that last time. I mean, you know, our hearts are so important, aren't they? Uh, whatever we allow into our hearts will eventually affect what comes out of our mouth or out of our lives, how we live. The way that Jesus lived his life here on this earth was perfect, right? And in order for him to serve as the untainted sacrifice for our sins, he indeed had to be perfect. And he made it. We, on the other hand, we're not so perfect, are we? <laughs> However, he gives us, Jesus gives us the model for holy living, and that is to pursue that is best, no matter the cost, like Scott preached last week to you guys. No matter the cost, even if it means standing out and people going, oh, look at that guy, you know? 
you know, when you and I decide to say no to some things and yes to others, it's going to get the attention of some people. It is. While, while some will want to, nothing to do with you because you chose what was right, designating you as weird. Well, look at that guy, you know. Others, the thing of it is, others will want what you have. That's what's cool. That's what's important. And over time, the Holy Spirit will continue to light us on fire with passion. Light us on fire with passion. Have you ever felt that passion? I know I have. I know Jordan has. I know Cindy has. I'm sure Ron and Nancy have too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. A passion for the gospel message that we might even share, sometimes without even using our words, just by how we live. Simply by the way we're living and others will encounter Christ through us, through that example of faith that we're living. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, he, he, he said he was a preacher and an evangelist for many years, a long time ago. But he made a statement during his uh, ministry that I, I think is powerful when it comes to it, to us to understand today. He said, light yourself on fire with passion and people will come from miles around to see you. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I want you to take for a moment to think about this, practically speaking. If we were to step outside right now and <laughs> to the street, and you were to take a lighter and light me in my clothes on fire out there, well, something crazy is probably going to happen. You know, people, they might drive by and hopefully check on me to see if I was okay or try to put out the fire. There'll be some of those. And uh, however... You know, <laughs> there would be certainly people who just stood out there and pulled out their phones and took pictures and videos of the event, wouldn't there be? Not paying attention to what was really happening. Huh. Taking pictures and they're, they're doing that because it isn't every day that they encounter somebody who's literally on fire, right? I wonder what would happen in our church if our in our community in our city you know the whole area or state even if we as God's people decided to deny ourselves everything filthy offered by this world to us because we were so consumed with the fire of passion for Christ what would that do? Wow. You know, our responses to evil things coming our way would be easy, wouldn't it? And quick. The temptations we face from the devil wouldn't last very long and wouldn't turn into sin. Because we'd certainly and we'd constantly be at our guard for what was coming our way. Knowing how to respond before it gets there on fire for passion for Christ. Friends, we have to stand out and stand firm in what is true and what is right. So after, after grasping the concept of being on our guard and responding well, it doesn't stop there though, does it? It doesn't. 
we have to also be willing, as Paul says, to stand firm in the faith. Maybe when you hear the, that phrase, stand firm in the faith, you think, uh, maybe you could think of a hurricane <laughs> on a weather channel. Yeah, have you ever seen the instance where those guys are reporting in typhoons or hurricanes, the weather guys standing there like this, you know, and, uh, and, and the reporter standing there with gusts of winds blowing behind him and rains pouring down. And, and often, you know, the rain and winds prove so much that the reporter has to either get in the car or he gets swept off his feet, one or the other. And you wonder, why are they standing out there? <laughs> and the same is true for our lives, though. As followers of Christ, our faith is meant to serve as that which we stand firm in, whether it's times of trouble or storms or whatever. We stand firm in the truth that Christ has given us through his word. The hope that we have in Jesus sounds like this. What I am currently experiencing is not the end. There is a God whom I serve that is always working for good and his glory. That's what it's about. Standing firm in our faith is essentially relying on God's word every single day. Every day. And, and to guide our life in everything that we do, every decision that we make. You know, we just talked about being on guard, which would mean not allowing certain things into our lives. But the next step in the process of responding well to any situation in life is knowing and defining what guides you. What's taking you where you're going? What's guiding you? For God, he desires that all people be guided by the sound of his voice. You heard God's voice? Hmm? Yeah? And where can we find his voice? Well, we find it most clearly in the Bible. We really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I go back to the, the study, the experiencing God. You know, we hear so many times people in the world telling us, don't just stand there, do something. But God's telling us, don't just do something, stand there. Listen to me. Listen to me. Wow. God, he desires us all to, to, to hear his voice. Psalm 119, 105 states, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Doesn't that sound great? Wow. What a great way to travel. You see, both a lamp and a light simply... You know, they imply some level of darkness around it, so you, but the light is so you can see through it. Many things we're experiencing in this life right now even could potentially serve as darkness to us, can't it? But praise God. Praise God that he has provided a source of light for us even before we experience the darkness. Even before. Reading and studying and meditating on the Word of God is part of it, part of deciding how we will respond, how we're going to respond before we are even faced with a situation that needs a godly response. <laughs> well, yeah, most of you know too that I, I, I raised four boys, <laughs> a lot of it on my own. 
Um, and there was a time when I was far away from God, far away. We spent our Sundays going out motorcycle riding in the woods, <laughs> trail riding and all kinds of stuff. But I missed God. I missed what I know he planted in my heart. And, and uh, later on, my son Ben, who uh, I'm very proud of right now because he's a worship leader at a church plant in Portland and spent his first time speaking to a group of a bunch of homeless people in Portland last week. And uh, he, he invited me to come to a church that he was going to at Solid Rock in Beaverton. And uh, I felt immediately, oh, back home, I feel right, it feels good. And what a change that made, you know, just, yeah, you, you see the differences, you do, and the importance of being in God's presence and being and listening and doing what he's asking you to do. The Bible can serve as our rock in a good way and not like quicksand to sink us into something negative, but to hold us firm in the positive. And, and this, my friends, is truly the make or break it in, in the lives of those who decide to follow Jesus, making him the rock you stand on. Knowing him can happen by a simple prayer, one, one moment, but following him, I want you to get this, knowing him can be a simple prayer and happen in a moment, but follow him requires one foot in front of the other every moment of every day. That's following. You know, we are starting to work on some ministry. God has been on my heart saying that Quit worrying about signs and spending money on fixing the basement. Worry about getting the word of God out. Starting with experiencing God. I just like I said again, I encourage you to come to that. We're going to start a discipleship training soon. And, and you know, I, I just, I, I pray that you keep in your prayers youth programs and, and, and that God will bring us the people to reach these youth that need to know God. Dear friends, community is so important. It is so important. It's extremely important in this whole process of being, knowing, and how to respond. After all, who's Paul writing to? He's not just writing to one individual. <laughs> He's writing to a group of people when he writes these things. We stand firm by doing so together. May we always remember that. Stand firm by being together. So stand firm. Stand strong. And stand in love. Love, it's a popular word, isn't it? In our culture today. In fact, many have defined love in so many different ways to just kind of fit their own agendas or their own ideas, their desires, their relational circumstances. Oh yeah, that's love, sure. But here's how Paul uses the word love in verse 14 of our first Corinthians that I read earlier. It's agape. The Greek word for love is the type of love that God has for you and me, for his people. And the type of love that we're called to have, we are called to have for his people, 
for each other. Ultimately, Paul says, as we stand up, stand out, and stand firm in faith, we must do everything in love. There's a hard one, isn't it? I think of standing firm. I'm going to stand firm. Not, I love you. This is how it is. That's hard. Many of the situations that uh, you may have been thinking about during this sermon are directed towards someone else a lot of times, your struggles, your trials. For instance, the injustice we see in the world today, all around us. It, it comes in so many forms, but we as God's people can pour light into all those things, if we will, if we will. Bringing the light of Christ. This point, however, has more to do with the situations directed right at us a lot of times, doesn't it? It has to do with responding with forgiveness when it simply doesn't make sense. So easy sometimes to think, I don't need to do that. Why would I need to do that? This is what Jesus says about forgiveness, and most of you know this, Matthew 18, 21, 22. Since then Peter came to, and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. That's a lot of times. You're supposed to forgive. Just like our responses in, in situations that we face, we have to be willing to know how we will respond in advance. And that's having that relationship with God. Relationship, relationship, relationship. When someone wrongs us, how will you respond? How will you respond when someone wrongs us? You know, will we hold that wrongdoing against them forever? Maybe, maybe we've all been guilty of making this statement numerous times. Think about this. I'll forgive you, but I won't forget you. I won't ever forget. I'll forgive you, but I won't ever forget. It's true. We probably won't forget something that hurt us. However, we can remember something that hurt us as long as we remember our forgiveness for that thing. So if you remember the hurt, are you going to remember your forgiveness? Are you? Hmm. This allows us to truly show love in all we do and say towards others. We're broken and we're sinful creatures. We are which means that sometimes we're going to fall short of that glorious standard. We are. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be people who forgive and showcase Christ's love through our actions. That's what draws people to him. Love is the way Jesus responded while on earth, wasn't it? And it's the way we're called to respond as well. So ready your soul. Ready your soul for those final breaths. <laughs> ready your heart. And ready yourself to respond in any and every situation with a Christ-like attitude and posture. Because that will go so much farther than anything else.
It won't always be easy. It won't. It won't be easy or come naturally. But just like anything else, <laughs> the more you do it, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it. Keep doing it. Keep trying. And remember, we're all in this together. We are. We're all together. And if you need help with accountability, reach out and ask. Ask. We're not called to walk this path alone, friends. We're not. He walks with us, and we should be walking with each other. We're here for each other. I pray that the Word of God lifts up your hearts to respond in a way that brings His light to focus on the world around you. It's so important. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, may we stand firm. May we stand for you in everything that we say, do, live, whatever it is, Lord. May your light be the example that we share with others, Father. Not the way that this world seems to be tempting us every day. May we show your, our faith in your way, Father, not the ways of the world. And may we respond in a way that shows your love, Lord. Guide us this week, Father. Be with those that aren't able to be here today that they may feel that hand as well to, uh, to see and know your love, Father. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen.